0: Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, powered by Wildfire Radio.
1: Where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this?
0: I'm your host, BJ, along with my co-host, Me Too, and this year, we want to recap everything we've been looking at and kind of share our highlights with you.
1: Yeah, we figured since we're new to Wildfire Radio, it'll give us a chance to share what we've been up to with our listeners and also for you and I to, to talk through All of the TV this year.
0: Yeah, let's reflect on our year.
1: That sounds so much more refined than like, let's talk about some TV. (laughs) But, you know, you make us the mature podcast we are.
0: I try. So I think a great place for us to start, Me Too, is maybe some of our favorite moments from previous episodes.
1: Okay, I think one of my favorite moments is when we reviewed Killing Eve. Great show. Because... I think you and I both knew it was, I mean, it's in the title killing, but I don't think we anticipated how violent it was going to be or just how comfortable with violence, I should say it was going to be. And so you and I at the beginning of the show kind of jokingly said, (laughs) which feels dark, like how would we kill each other? And our plans for each other pale in comparison to what Eve, how Eve would kill her husband.
0: She's the master. She gets it. Yeah. She's got a plan.
1: And then in that moment, that's the scene where she was like, how would you kill me? And the husband was like, I don't know, push you down the stairs or something. And she was like, I would kill you with poison.
0: Yeah, I poison you.
1: Suffocate you in your sleep, chop you up, boil you down. She said, put him in a flask, bring him to work and flush him in to her work. work toilet. Yeah. He don't even get to go. No, He's in the toilet. That's where he ends his journey.
0: Not even his own toilet.
1: Not even the luxury of his own toilet.
0: That was a crazy moment. But do you remember when we watched The Good Doctor and there's that moment where he was in an airport and the glass (laughs) fell on that little child?
1: This is my favorite moment in any television show because we both ended up liking The Good Doctor, if I can remember correctly. But that was the wildest pilot I've ever seen. In the seconds that he walked into an airport, a guy like swings off a ladder basically everything goes on fire and then a kid is hurt
0: and he saves the day yeah of course yeah he's the good doctor
1: he's he's not the bad doctor so
0: that's true and along the way he ends up helping this kid who randomly gets like hit by a giant piece of glass (laughs) it's not funny but it's it
1: was like a shocking injury basically sean dr sean murphy is on his way to his residency by flight even though the EMT drove him and the kid to the ho- to the same hospital <sighs> yeah. where he would start his residency. It, other than that, like Game of Thrones time space issue, um, the kid initially got hurt with like was it a light flashing and then something let go of something. And then a sign came crashing down. And so much <coughs> happened after like someone, I don't know, maybe tripped. And then this kid was just like his body was just rife with glass shards.
0: Another crazy moment was when we were reviewing Manifest and you told me I would be good for a cult. Do you remember that?
1: Okay. This is what I'm saying. In Manifest, and we'll get to it so the listeners can decide, but there's clearly a moment where if you are not a sheep, you would think, hmm, I should be alarmed, and yet you felt protected by this evil force?
0: Wow. I am an optimist. Sorry. For looking on the bright side.
1: If I were a cult leader, I bet I could recruit you.
0: No, I would see right through your plan. (laughs) My (laughs) answer. Yeah. (laughs) I guess the FBI or the government, they are trying, they were like, did a whole examination of the plane and then they were like, we're gonna take it apart piece by piece to figure Mm -hmm. it out. And so it seems like the voice is like, nah, we gotta just destroy this evidence. And you reacted as this is kind of like a threat. Yes. Or not. a, Yeah, kind of like a violent.
1: I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if it was like, yeah, because you immediately were like, oh, the voice got us, which means you would be a good cult member. But it's like, (laughs) it's like the voice got us. Like, it's going to keep our secret. Nobody going to go in our brains. It's protecting us. That's why I blew up this plane. For me, my impression was, oh, y'all going to try to investigate me? Watch me. Burn this plane to the ground. Okay. I love any opportunity that I get to learn with you.
0: Such a scholar. <laughs> <And> so,
1: <laughs> when we reviewed A Million Little Things, which I would strongly re- suggest to our listeners to visit because for whatever reason, you and I put our smart hats on that day and offer really sound advice on it. We just like mm-hmm. t- took some smart pills or whatever that joke is and we showed up to work to that day. We also, in addition to doling out wisdom, pick some up where we actually learned that a million little things is a phrase. Go figure. We learned a new phrase in the process because apparently friendship is not one big thing, friendship is a million little things. From the bottom of both of our hearts, we had never heard those phrases before. And I'm not sure what cultural conversations we are missing for that.
0: The learning never stops when you're on the podcast <laughs> with me too. As when we were watching and reviewing Steven Universe. So the characters in this show are called Crystal Gems, and they get their names from the gems <laughs> that they represent.
1: Okay, no. I can't <laughs> let you finish this this intro because I knew you were gonna do this one. I in my I felt it in my bones that you would do it. I knew that information on some level, but I just think it was my maybe my first time saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. And so listeners, please do not judge me.
0: Don't accept her.
1: Some would say I'm a capable woman. Very. We don't have to say bright. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. But just you judge for yourselves. This is clearly a woman who is for the first time saying the name of a show out loud. And that's the revelation.
0: How about we all listen and then we'll just decide for ourselves. He is one of the crystal gems who are like alien humanoids with gems and super magical powers and he lives with kind of his three guardians, Garnet, Amethyst and Pearl, which tells you what kind of gems they have and Steven has his own gem in his belly button.
1: Garnet is a garnet, Amethyst is a amethyst and Pearl is a pearl.
0: Me too. You watch this show regularly?
1: Yeah, yeah, I knew that, I knew that.
0: So it was really fun, revisiting some of our favorite moments. We've really had some good times this year in 2018. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so now, instead of just revisiting our own shows, I think uh, it would be the responsible thing to do as television reviewers to share with our listeners uh, what we thought some of the best shows that of 2018 that we've watched have been.
0: Yeah, I like that idea.
1: Okay, so what's your favorite drama that i would say i think we reviewed most of the popular shows but you can pick outside of our reviews too if you need to
0: okay favorite drama i'd say and we did review this killing eve nice it is exciting it's gory Mm -hmm. it's real not true story real but (laughs) (laughs) very real with the plot And the drama comes from the suspense, and I love that when will everyone figure out everything moment where you as the audience viewer, you know what's happening or what's going to happen next, and you're just like, Sandra, oh, girl, you don't realize this yet? Like, look out.
1: I'm so glad you came around on that show and kept watching because I know that I can't remember what your review was.
0: Yeah, I gave it a second chance. And now it's on my best of 2018 list.
1: Yeah, that was a fabulous show. It felt really liberating to watch as a woman. Mm. I think I talk about this in the episode, but still processing. Jenna Wortham makes this point that Villanelle, who is the the killer in the show, eats a sandwich on a hill before she goes to case out this guy that she's going to assassinate. And she just eats it with such like abandon, like the tomato juice is like all over her face and she doesn't care and she like eats with her hands and you can just tell that's like a fully free woman.
0: No rules for her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who is
0: also a killer,
1: but it just felt really good to see and that kind of felt emblematic of how she behaved just throughout.
0: So you're very inspired to just start killing break the law when you want to.
1: No, no. On uh, for the record, I am a very happily law-abiding. Citizen. Glad we have that
0: on record. <laughs> I just... How about you just tell us what your favorite drama was for 2018?
1: This is also a show we reviewed, but I really loved A Million Little Things.
0: You did like that.
1: It surprised me. When we picked it to review it, to be honest, I just wanted us to review a popular show just to see what the hype was about. Or a, a soon-to-be popular show, a show we anticipated would be popular. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have like very high expectations, but I really loved it. And the biggest surprise for me was Romany Malko he was just so good in it. Like there's a part in the episode where he breaks down and I shed a tear. And I don't usually cry when I'm just like watching TV. You're
0: stone cold.
1: No, I'm not stone cold. But you know, you and I watch the shows together and usually we're taking notes and Mm -hmm. we're kind of dissecting it as we watch. And um, in this instance, I just like truly was swept up in it. So yeah, I would recommend that. It was gorgeous. And you can listen to our review if you want to determine whether you'd like to watch the pilot or any more episodes of any of uh, A Million Little Things.
0: It's a good recommendation. I think for our next category, we should um, go to something more relatable to all those millennials. We know you guys love listening to us. And we also know you love streaming. Streaming services, hot new thing. Everyone's making their own TV series. Yes. So which one did you like the most this year?
1: Okay. So... With this, I'm going to do one we reviewed. Okay. And one outside of our reviews because I'm very passionate about these shows. Ooh. But I think we should review them soon. Okay. So one of my favorite shows that we reviewed is Glow. It's so funny and yet... You care so much about the characters. You're so sucked in. It's an almost all woman cast. Mm-hmm. It just feels good to watch. I mean, it's a it's a tough show to watch sometimes, but it feels good just to see like all of these women and the primary relationships being with each other and caring about each other and not like dudes
0: and cool costumes. And
1: the costumes are really cool. And Mark Maron is like perfectly cast. It is the role that he was made for, and. It's a really fantastic show. And they get into some bigger issues in the second season. I'm curious to see how they explore them. Other streaming shows, big shout out to Canadian television. I don't know how that got on my algorithm at Netflix, but Kim's Convenience and Schitt's Creek are fantastic. I know people, for some reason, Twitter has been blown up a little bit about Schitt's Creek. So I don't think I need to make the case for you to watch. The, it's like, I think it's it's of the funniest shows I've seen. But Kim's Convenience is also amazing. We just reviewed The Nanny and we talked about how it's really cool that Fran gets to bring her full self into the character and is hilarious, but also Jewish woman who speaks in Yiddish and Mm -hmm. doesn't stop to explain it. And her identity is like part of her, but it's not the joke. It's not like the butt of the joke. That's what Kim's Convenience feels like. It's a Korean family and they don't stop to explain things to the viewers, which I love. They just like, they just go. But it's, I mean, you're not like confused. I just think some things would be even funnier if you were Korean or grew up in a Korean home, but it's just, it's such a good show. Mm -hmm. It's so good. And actually it used, I think, I think it was adapted from a play.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Basically it was a play and then it was brought to TV and it's just, you just care about this family so much and It looks like it's just going to be like a silly family sitcom that is maybe more targeted to kids than adults, but it's not that at all. What about you?
0: I think it's very obvious to you.
1: I know exactly what it's going
0: to be. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Mm -hmm. Yes. I know. I liked it so much, I even made us do our first spoiler-filled season-long review. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: like, this is a BJ- Led episode this is a
0: really great episode you should listen to it you guys but the show is so fun like i mentioned in our review of it i did like the original sabrina the teenage witch with melissa joan hart mm-hmm. but i also love this new sabrina with Kiernan shipka first season 10 episodes very bingeable I wrapped that up really quick in like one weekend. Also, they did a Christmas special. So go ahead and check out that holiday episode, A Midwinter's Tale. You guys know I already watched that and I'm ready for season two <laughs> this spring.
1: <laughs> yeah, you jumped in like feet first. like you're And even in. though
0: I originally wasn't sure how I'd feel about this darker take on Sabrina being half witch and the Church of Night and it's a much darker look at witchcraft, I've just really loved this portrayal of the character. This Sabrina is still like the sweet-hearted, nice girl that we're used to seeing, even though she is in this very dark and gritty world of witchcraft that really takes no qualms about killing people and sacrificing people. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she murders hella people, and hella people are murdered on that show.
0: But she loves her friends and her family, and she's always doing what's best for the people (laughs) she cares about. And you know, at the end of the day, she's just an orphan girl. Her parents died. You gotta. (laughs) I'm sorry, (laughs) are you trying to
1: explain her murdering? (laughs) She's adopted.
0: You know what? She killed evil witches.
1: It's, it's, it is, it's I I agree that it's a good show and it is not a surprise to me that that is your favorite.
0: So me too. Since we're talking about our favorite shows this year, how about we like take a break and talk about our favorite books because this episode is brought to you by Audible.
1: BJ, as a black woman, uh, your question is disrespectful because I think you should know my favorite Audible book <laughs> <Wow>. is <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Obama's Becoming. Um. Uh, Seriously, though, you get to experience her story and her voice, and it's incredibly powerful. And she was already my hero, and I already love her so much. But post-White House open book, no pun intended, Michelle is my favorite iteration of Michelle. She's just, Becoming is so good, and it is the perfect stocking stuffer. I got it for my mom.
0: It's always good to have your favorite Michelle Got to know that. Mm -hmm. So I actually have a different recommendation that's not Michelle Obama's Becoming, which is available on Audible. Okay. You can find The Magicians by Lev Grossman. It's actually a trilogy. You should start with the first book. I read this while in grad school and I really enjoyed it. I literally read all three books in one weekend because I liked them that much. There's a TV show, not as good as the books. Read the books first. (laughs) And you can also give those to your friends as a gift because clearly my friend on this podcast has not read the book.
1: Yeah. And now I get to hear it so I can listen to it while I'm cooking and doing things. I love that. Thanks, Beach. I'm excited for you to give this to me for Christmas.
0: And for our listeners, (laughs) our gift to you is thanks to Audible. All you have to do is go to Audibletrial.com slash the pilot pod, and you can get a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. And you can start downloading today by browsing their unmatched selection of audio programs. So start listening.
1: And we want to wish you a happy new year. Start the year off right. Get some reading done. Listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash the pilot pod. Changing a little bit. What's your favorite uh, animated show this year?
0: Ooh, so this is us going back in time to shows we loved as a kid. Pokemon. Mm. I forgot how fun the first season was.
1: We reviewed the OG Pokemon on this show.
0: Yeah, we went all the way back to the nineties with a sassy fat Pikachu. Have you looked yes. at the the meme about like the evolution of Pikachu? Has losing Pikachu weight?
1: trimmed, like trimmed down? Yes.
0: Pikachu is ah, that's lost ridiculous. so much weight
1: is is Pikachu keto
0: <laughs> maybe <laughs> some sort of diet some sort of workout
1: Pikachu's on paleo
0: <laughs> but it was it was really enjoyable. I totally understand why for both of us, our child selves fell in love with this whole franchise and why it's still going on, and kids are still obsessed with it
1: i i uh, yeah. I I was surprised by how much when we reviewed OG Pokemon you are still into it but I I forgot the story like I didn't even know anyone's name I knew Pikachu but
0: that's it sad
1: And I still loved the pilot I I was surprised by how much I would like it
0: Yeah it's such a simple premise kid goes on an adventure meets some really cool creatures in the world has his best buddy happens to be an electric rat it always bothered me that pikachu is a rat or a mouse but
1: some kind of big yellow rodent fair
0: a giant one at that (laughs) but i think it's something that kind of um resonates with all of our inner child
1: inner children yeah
0: our inner children Mm -hmm. the whole idea of just going on an adventure in a fantasy world like pokemon has that fantasy element down and it's based off Kids going on these adventures, so you really see yourself becoming a Pokemon master. I love that.
1: My favorite animated series is Steven Universe. Yep. With special shout out to Shira, which was awesome. But Steven Universe, I started watching it because of the Read podcast. I watch a lot of animated movies that are like targeted toward children and love those, but I don't watch many animated shows. And they just kept talking about it on the Read, so I went back and watched it. And it is just the most beautiful show, and it is one of those shows that has these awesome messages. Mm-hmm. And I think that's due to Rebecca Sugar and they, because I believe Rebecca is non-binary, mm. bring this cool like lens to this show where it's uh, like people just play around with gender a lot, and the songs are really good. I usually, you know, I hate musicals, and I usually hate. Uh, shows with songs but i find myself humming the songs from steven universe often i love it you'll if you watch it and you give it a few episodes if you're not super into animated shows i don't think it would take many for you to feel fully vested in this family and their success
0: it's heartwarming heartwarming
1: is the word yeah that's what i was looking for
0: and the nice part there's also action. There's they fight. There's some good battles.
1: Yeah. There's fun action. It. Yeah. It's not just lessons and Stephen. <laughs> I made it sound like some like emotion sob fest where like Stephen just sits down. With the women who take care of him, the crystal gems, and they're just like, let's talk about our feelings. No, these things are always in the midst of action. So, for example, one cool part of the show was they talked about Stephen dealing with the stress because I think it's not discussed enough in shows like this. Like, you see all this violence, and then the ep- the next episode comes, and you're fine. In Steven Universe, they actually address it, and he has this really beautiful episode where there's, like, action and fighting, but he feels guilty, and it affects his magic a little bit, or his ability to transform, and he can't fully execute his magic until he begins to address and sort through his emotional issues. And it was such a cool way of saying like through magic and action and fun and songs like essentially you can't pour from an empty cup like you need to take care of yourself first before you can take care of others it was a beautiful lesson wrapped in this like fun show that if you were a child watching it would just be like ooh colors like people flying and like zapping at each other like cool 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 um and If you're an adult watching it, you can take away even more.
0: I'd also, just like before we go to our next category, this reminded me, Rebecca Uh Sugar also worked on Adventure Time, another great series that wrapped Mm. up its series finale this year. Yeah. So now you can just go ahead and watch like literally the entire 10 season series, which I would recommend.
1: Okay, Beach, what is your favorite comedy of 2018?
0: So, this is one we reviewed. It's one I recommended to you and got you hooked on. Loosely, exactly, Nicole. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah, I know you're going to say that.
0: It's a little complicated in that you have the first season is like MTV, and then she got brought back by Facebook Watch, mm-hmm. which I think that's pretty cool to have someone pick up your show after it got canceled.
1: Yeah, very Mindy.
0: Yeah, very Mindy. These comedians. Um, but <laughs> it is a funny show. <laughs> it's loosely. Based on real events in her life. It's a really fun show. Nicole Byer is just a funny person. Like The type of situation she and her friends get into are very amusing. Her best friends, I guess both of her best friends, are pretty awesome. And they all have good chemistry on the show. Mm -hmm. And it's fun to see her kind of want the whole rom-com element in her life. It does not work out anything like that. Unfortunately, things don't work out well, but that realness also makes it funny and relatable.
1: It's not when it doesn't work out. You don't like feel bad. Yeah. It's not very high stakes. So you're just laughing the whole time.
0: Yeah. It's it's not like the end of the world for her. And you're laughing, but you're also like, yeah, I've been there. I didn't get the part that I auditioned for. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we all have those toxic relationships that we're kind of struggling with. So she really is just a person (laughs) we can laugh at and laugh with. What show made you laugh this year?
1: I want to make the case for one day at a time. I I don't think it's the best comedy, the Netflix version, the Netflix show. I don't know if it's the best comedy of the year, Okay. But it was, it was just one of my favorite comedies. We reviewed it on our show. So you can check out more of our thoughts on it. Um, on the pilot episode between the two of us and 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 we debate a little bit about, about the merit of
0: the show. <laughs> a little bit. A
1: little something. A little a little something something.
0: A little back and forth.
1: But I just think it's such a beautiful show. You laugh a lot. It's really funny. And they talk about really big issues because the mom, she's a single mom, she's dealing with mental health issues. She has PTSD. Her daughter comes out. Her son is dealing with some stuff. It's like there's dark things happening but there's so much heart on the show that this family like they just stick together through all this stuff but in but like in a realistic way not in like a 90s sitcom family that like is you know banded together in any case it's it's just a really beautiful show that also will have you laughing the entire time Mm -hmm. and Rita Moreno on it is just I mean she's a legend and it's just she just kills it on that show it's so funny she's so funny
0: on it it's a good remake. They have some good messages. I can't argue with that. Okay, I think we have time for one more category. Okay. How about reality shows?
1: Ooh, okay.
0: Do you have a favorite?
1: Yes, I already know what it is and you should know what it is too. Yeah. My favorite reality show of 2018 is Marching Orders.
0: Perfect choice.
1: <laughs> uh not to keep bringing up shows that we reviewed on this show so you can check out our longer review on thepilotpodcast.com, but seriously, Marching Orders was so good. It truly and you and I talk about this in the episode but we watched the pilot and it, it kind of um, has like a cliffhanger. And you and I were just like, let's wait another 20 to review this show. Mm-hmm. And we both kind of mutually made the decision without even really needing to speak. And we just clicked the next one to watch it. Yeah. And had we not been on a bit of a time crunch, I think you and I would have.
0: We would have watched the whole thing.
1: We would have watched the whole thing. I would, because Because you and I both finished it that weekend. Yeah. Like, I remember you texting me and being like, I'm done with it. I'm (laughs) Like, I finished it. So Marching Orders is about this um, HBCU band. I think it's like 20% of the kids at the school are involved in the band. It's a huge band. And HBCU band culture is a well-known thing. It is very, very serious to be on the marching band or being a majorette or being one of the, the color guard. But I don't know. Maybe I'm ignorant about that world. But you would think a show like that would be kind of boring. And instead, it was thrilling it Mm -hmm. was a thrill ride it was so good do you remember that girl that was like i didn't come for books i didn't come for no grades i didn't come for class i came here to be on the band
0: and the parents supported this
1: yes and then there was that mom that she was gonna take her daughter to one school but then that school played bethune cookman and she was like actually gonna go to this other school
0: yeah they saw the band and it's like some insane percentage of the student population is involved with the band.
1: Yes. It's like uh, it's like 20%, I think. I, it was something like that. Yeah. And I think like 25% or something audition. And everyone has to audition again, which is the premise of the pilot. Every single person, no one is safe and it keeps them on their toes. And the coach is tough. But it's Seriously, listen to our Marching Orders episode and then do yourself a favor and just watch the entirety of Marching Orders.
0: Okay. I don't watch very many reality TV shows. So this isn't going to be my favorite. This is one I just recommend for our listeners. If you have to choose one that premiered this year, I would recommend Nailed It.
1: That show is so good.
0: Yeah. So I would definitely recommend Nailed It. Came mm-hmm. out this year. Already have two seasons. Another Nicole Byer show.
1: Oh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's good. Yeah.
1: She's so so funny.
0: She is. And she makes a great host because she is herself. (laughs) You can tell she's being herself. Yes. Which makes it enjoyable. And I think one of the reasons I like this is that I happen to like baking. I have a big sweet tooth, so I like to make my own baked goods. And it is hilarious to watch amateur bakers some yeah. of the just seeing them skip out on some of the most basic things i know it's horrible to laugh at others struggling
1: that's the point of reality tv
0: <laughs> maybe that's why it just doesn't resonate with me <laughs> oh because you're too good a person
1: someone makes like a baseball sized like it's cake ridiculous. pop, and they think it's gonna stand up like the mistakes that people make are astounding because some of them I'm not a baker, but I just feel like logic at some point has to shine through. But then again, I don't know what the pressure of a cooking show is.
0: I guess. But I remember in the pilot, they were making a tiered cake. And some of them, were, they didn't even get the like size of the tiers right. Yeah, they didn't
1: even, they didn't even get differently sized cake pans. They just-
0: <laughs> so like if your cake is bad, if your decorations are bad, I get that. But it's like you chose the wrong pan. You, <laughs> you
1: literally <laughs> chose to make a <laughs> cylinder when you're supposed to make tiers.
0: But it is very entertaining, so check that out.
1: Okay. So now that we've talked about our favorite categories, Mm -hmm. overall, what would you say are your three best shows of 2018?
0: I think the best way we should do this is keep it very spontaneous. Little explanation, just list them off.
1: Go from the heart. Go.
0: The three shows from 2018 that I think everyone should try, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Nice. Superstore on NBC.
1: It's the best comedy on NBC.
0: Amazing comedy. And The Good Doctor. Go back, check that out.
1: Yeah. And I, not to plug us, but I really like our review of The Good Doctor. I would recommend, I like all of our reviews, of course, but I think you and I really get into some good stuff on that one.
0: Okay. How about you jump in? Just let us know, sp- spontaneous, right from the heart. What are your three shows?
1: Uh, first and foremost, Pose. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so funny. It's so heartwarming, but it's also campy in a really good way. Like it's intentionally like very dramatic, but in a way that it's it's not like taking itself seriously. Like it knows it's kind of vamping it up. Mm-hmm. So I would just strongly recommend Pose. You will laugh and you will cry a lot. Um, the Good Place, because you said Superstore, I'm going to say The Good Place because I I like Superstore a little bit more. But The Good Place, it's remaking its own premise over and over again and still being it's good. Yeah, I remember you and I saying a while ago, like, how will this sustain? And it just has.
0: Yeah, we'll review that for you guys, because we have a lot we can say about The Good Place.
1: Agreed. And then Million Little Things. I just, I already talked about it before, so I won't say too much again, but I was just shocked by Romney Malco's performance. He was, he was so good on it. It has some problematic elements with mental health stuff, but overall, I liked the message of like, check in on your friends.
0: Okay, that's a good top three.
1: Thank you. Oh, and special mention to Rel, which we reviewed, okay. because I know, <laughs> I know you did not love it. True, but I just think it felt like a classic black sitcom, and when I watch Rel, it feels like I'm watching a modern version of Martin.
0: Sure. So you can check out all of our episodes from 2018 and so you can follow us in the future. Go to our website, thepilotpodcast.com and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio and Spotify. That way you can keep track of us because we are going to keep reviewing shows well into 2019 and beyond. And leave us some feedback with a nice review, a five star rating. That'd be like a nice holiday gift or New Year's present to us. Just keep that in mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at the Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at the Pilot Podcast. You can send show recommendations, questions. There's a lot of new shows coming up in January that we're excited to review. So let us know which of those you especially care about to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us on wildfireradio.com. Thanks for listening.
0: Happy New Year.